I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, probably still get relegated. <laughs> no, but seriously, a really good result for us. Welcome to the Football <laughs> Ramble. It's Monday, the 14th of February. I'm Jules Free. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Pete Donaldson. <laughs> Sorry if you got confused there and thought Frank Lampard was presenting the ramble today. <laughs> it was, in fact, to me, myself and I, Jules Breach, here and with scene. Pete and Jim. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what a weekend of football. Some surprise some surprise results in there, would you say? Sort of, yeah. Um, Are you... we getting less surprised about Newcastle winning, Yeah, Pete? I think that's it, isn't it? <laughs> that form table does not lie. No. <laughs> <laughs> what a weekend. And we are here back to go through all of the results with you. And Pete has come dressed in his Valentine's Day jumper. Yeah. Come get me, everyone. Have you... a slice of Valentine's pie. You are in romantic red, aren't you? Very, <laughs> yeah, it's quite hot, rich. actually. I'm yeah. going to take it off. Like a big heart. <laughs> Which is an improvement on last week's uh, performance with you two guys, uh, where my face went red and big <laughs> yes. because uh, of some dust. Dusty yeah. jumper. Dusty jumper. Gave you an allergic jumper reaction. Oh, dusty jumper. Donaldson. Have you watched this one? I've watched this one, and so it's fine. This yeah. love jumper it's, is, right. is fine. <laughs> you smell yes. slightly better. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you feeling romantic today, Pete? Yeah, fine roses. But, and but got some, and got stuff. some flowers for my partner. Yes, have you? In in good time, I might add. Yeah, late last night. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Interflora Gold. You're the best. <laughs> Glad she doesn't listen to Ramble. No, otherwise she would know that. No doubt, some effort will tell her. <laughs> <laughs> like me. <laughs> yeah, you've literally got her to the number. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jim, how was your weekend? Nice to not have Arsenal playing, I bet. Yeah, I mean, everyone, it was brilliant for Arsenal, wasn't it? We didn't even need to do anything and it's been great for and us. now your so favourite's long the top four. Continue. <laughs> See that, I feel less comfortable about. All it makes that. me feel nervous. No one wants it. <laughs> I feel like every few days there's a new favourite for top four and yeah. when yeah. Arsenal don't play, they become favourites for it's it. Because there's so much football left to go. Like, <laughs> So it feels like we're closer to the business end than we actually Everyone's are. Everyone's getting excited about the Club World Cup and, 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 and top four. And Man City are going, we'll just win this in April. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fine. yeah, making it boring. Um, well, look, let's start off with the relegation picture um, mm. with some of those results that affected the bottom of the table. And we'll start off with Frank Lampard and his Everton side beating Leeds by three goals to nil. Mm. We were taking the mickey out of his post-match press conference, which just really did crack me up because you could tell that he was so delighted. It was his (laughs) first home game in charge in the Premier League. Obviously, he won his first home game 
in the cup against mm. Brentford. But this being his first home Premier League game in charge, an amazing reception for them. And you could tell he was just absolutely buzzing with mm. it at the end. But he, he then remembered, actually, there's still a long way to go and let's not get too carried away here. But it was actually quite refreshing to see that. Yeah, yeah. totally. Very funny. He's punching the air for the first goal for crying out loud. Mm. Yeah, jeez. But I, I think what's really interesting about it is that when he came in, he made a lot of noise about, you know... Um, what is expected at Everton and the sort of how the crowd get behind the team. It's, just, you know, it's a noisy, noisy place. They, ex- they expect a minimum um, effort and, mm. and a certain type of football. And he's immediately delivered on, on all of that. Like mm. they properly controlled this game and set the agenda in it. And they weren't doing that under Benitez. Um, like, they, they weren't doing that in midweek against Newcastle, to be honest. They were <laughs> no, atrocious true, at Newcastle. True. So but, uh, they were way more ferocious this yeah, time around. But I, I feel like he's convinced them that they can actually just go out and set the agenda in a game themselves mm. rather than kind of be a little bit cautious and worry about what the opposition might do, which That's I think has been the, the problem for them for most of the season, which is when any club plays like that, it's frustrating to watch the fans. Yeah. It? I mean, that's the story of the Premier League this year. Like play, t- players and teams who want to sort of force their own agenda usually do quite well, I would mm. say. You, you, I think last season was all about kind of doing everything without the ball, inviting pressure and stuff like that and just dealing with it. But I think this time around, people who really really go out to, to, to win football matches do all right yeah. <laughs> we're actually <laughs> winning I think <laughs> what, was, what was more impressive about the win for me was that Leeds came into the game off the back of that game midweek where they looked back to a kind of Leeds that we've kind of been excited to see mm. a bit more of this season that we haven't seen enough of and of course Leeds have really struggled with injuries this campaign but I think that's what made the Everton victory even more impressive is that I think we we're probably expecting a bit more from Leeds but Everton managed to really just shut them up really. yeah just, yeah, just close it all off and they were having shots they were having yeah. shots 21 shots which is the most Everton have had in 78 league games wow and they scored two first half goals for the first time in forever like they, mm. they just haven't been doing that it was it was all it's about bouncy. Bielsa. It's bouncy. It was all about Bielsa for me this match, though, to be honest, because it was just like he once again, like you said, midweek they they looked pretty good and they looked like they were back to their attacking Leedsy best. Um, but this was the, a similar sort of model. He refuses to sort of be pragmatic and and mm. and he's got a one size fits all or two size fits all uh, plan of attack, and it is just all about attacking. And it is just all about fitness. And and when you come up against a team who's a little bit cuter, they, they, they don't do very well. And so I, I don't think Bielsa's going to be here. Uh, by the end of the season, I think he might. I think he might walk. I think. I think they're Before having. The they're, they're having a. Um, I think they're having a really spotty season. And if they're not very careful, that they're going to be in really, really big trouble. And and and, and you. But you as a Premier League um, chairman, as a Premier League owner of a club, you can't expect to put in. I think it's the second bottom um, wage bill in the whole of the Premier League, and and expect anything better than that so as soon as Bielsa does go they're going to be in even bigger trouble and may find themselves in trouble in the championship I don't know it's it's it's, it's been a weird season for Leeds yeah I think the substitutes were was, were a bit odd as well weren't Rafinha they coming off Rafinha coming off time. just made everyone a bit confused and I think mm. we were all sort of waiting after the, the match to sort of find out oh did he did he get a bit of a knock like has, mm. has he you know just maybe mentioned to the manager that he's not not feeling quite right but nothing really came out of that no, it's weird, isn't it? He looked really moody in the second half on the bench, but then regardless of the reason he's come off, you're probably going to look like that anyway. So, yeah, um, <laughs> I, I, I hope it's not some sort of mad decision by Bielsa where it will alienate him. Um, and, and He's already you know, an alien. <laughs> he's, he's the most alien manager, you would say. He's very solo. It's intriguing to know what might happen because I think um, quite often what happens with Bielsa in any of his managerial roles is because he doesn't often sign long-term deals. Mm. So he's on this 12-month contract and it runs out at the end of the season. So usually around this kind of time when you're getting, you know, three, four months away from it, Mm. there's always little rumours about who might come in next. And then he sometimes tends to renew his deal and then stay for another year. So it's intriguing to know what might happen. I mean, Pete thinks it could be before the end of the season. He could walk. Yeah, I I don't know. I'd be surprised if he he left during a season, I have to say, Pete. Um, I I know also they love him. So I... I would be surprised if because yeah, he gives the wage bill right but, down. Yeah. <laughs> but this is his team that he assembled. It's not like mm. he's kind of inherited, like you know, the the square pegs of the round holes. That he he's put putting players in that don't, don't fit in that position, and he just believes the system above <laughs> everyone else's yeah. skills. Uh, and 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 they're not having a great season as a result, in my opinion. So it, he had this is his team. He has got a huge amount to say about the transfers and stuff like that. He they were offered weren't they offered like Van der Beek and stuff like that? And he said he didn't really want them and stuff like that. Like it's a he, he's a very interesting manager but when it goes mm. wrong 
Um, it, it really was right. Well, how wrong is it at the moment? Because <laughs> they've been sucked into it now, Jim, haven't they? That win for Everton means they're only a point behind them. And we've all been talking about Everton being in a relegation scrap. So are Leeds now mm. in it? Leeds, I mean, they are, they're six points away from Norwich, aren't they, who are in, who are in 18th. So I think they will be okay. It's it's tempting to think that the, the bottom three are just going to be the bottom three. You know, I think, I think that we could see a situation where everybody us. pulls away from it. Yeah, this is it, isn't it? But I think the, the issue with, with Leeds and Bielsa is that they are so caught up with his identity and vice versa at the moment. And, and you know, him bringing back their Premier League status um, is such a huge, huge thing that even if this season is a little bit underwhelming, I don't know if they would rush to fire him. I think I think it actually might be more likely that he would leave for a new challenge, just mm. purely because we know that he gets itchy feet and, mm. and it's been the pattern throughout his career. But I, I, I don't think Leeds are in much trouble. I, I, th- I think they will be fine, to be honest. I, I do think we're going to have quite a dull relegation scrap this year. I think that's what it's going to come down to, unfortunately. <sighs> I do wonder, though, is this game a bit of a false kind of reflection of where or a false picture of where both of them are because do we know that Frank Lampard wasn't just hiding in a bush with some binoculars watching the Leeds <laughs> training as revenge ah, very good uh, what was your favourite of the three Everton goals I think mine was Anthony Gordon actually claiming that that's his I mean yeah. to be fair he didn't claim it but it was awarded to him in the end because the ball comes off him but if you're Richarlison you're absolutely fuming with that like, hey, hold yeah. a minute I've done all the bloody hard work there yeah. <laughs> Anthony Gordon you know I mentioned him last week though but he looks a hell of a talent he's so. good isn't he yeah yeah he's a good young player um, Seamus Coleman as well got on the score sheet and when he celebrated gave Richarlison a massive kiss on the cheek yeah. Valentine's Day kiss Valentine's Day isn't yeah. it yeah, yeah. Hmm. a little bit of love in that Everton squad there does seem to feel like the 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 sort of mood has been lifted. They they all seem a lot happier. I mean, you, that's mm-hmm. going to happen when you win. But there seems to be a lot more of a togetherness now, and mm. the the crowd seems so up for it as well, didn't they? Massively, yeah, yeah. And decent. I mean, but that that makes a huge huge difference, doesn't it? And obviously, Donny, Donny Van der Beek and and Deli Ali are two players that need to feel wanted and need to feel part of something. And actually, the, the timing of this, it's it seems like it's all kind of coalescing together at the right time to to sort of push them in a positive direction. Mm. As for we'll Newcastle, see. a massive three points for them as well. They beat Villa by a goal to nil. That's now three wins in a row for Newcastle. It's not a surprise mm. anymore, uh, is it, Pete? It's not surprising <laughs> to see Newcastle winning. It's the first time they've got three consecutive league wins since the glory days under Rafa two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Was it really that long ago? 2018, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. You feel like 2018 <laughs> is like two years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Weird. Um, yeah, I mean, that's what squad competition gets you. Bruno Gimarish on the uh, on the on the subs bench coming on yeah. for like three minutes at the end to just, just keep ball. Just up at the end. Just to tie up at the end. Um, it's hilarious because like, mm-hmm. Willick's playing to his relative skill set out of his skin and uh, and and we've got um, John Joe Shelby tracking back and tackling with a captain's armband on like that is what having a 40 million pound footballer on the bench yeah. does for the rest of the team they want to maintain their their, their, their um, time in the in the side so, um, so I, they're playing um, really well I watched the game with a couple of my girlfriends mm. and uh, found out a fact about John Joe Shelby which you may both already know okay he's married to a girl who was in S Club Juniors. Yes, that's Not right. That. Yes. Ah. S, do you remember S Club Juniors? I do, yeah. 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 Bloody hell. There we go. <laughs> that's my fun fact for the day. <laughs> uh, back to the football, though. Um, when that, um, well, it was awarded as a penalty initially, wasn't it, for Newcastle? VAR looked at it, said it was outside the box. Mm. Kieran Trippier stands Scored up. And it you, anyway. you, I mean, you're thinking, like, surely not two games in a row. And then he does it. I know, right? Because he's Trippier. It's like, for and me. He's so good. This. This is just Newcastle losing their soul, isn't it? John Joe <laughs> shall be tracking back. What the <laughs> hell is this, Pete? Having a, not Newcastle a, anymore. A competent right back. Sorry, Emil Kraft came on after he got injured. And it's just, <laughs> I said, oh yeah, I remember this. Yes, yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. We inviting pressure on ourselves. But, but Aston Villa, very wasteful with their dead balls in the first half and just looked a little bit listless in the second half. I think the medical, enforced medical break for someone in the stands, you know, I've, I've, I've spoken about that at length on, on previous matches, um, really helped uh, Newcastle because Villa were we're in the ascendancy and that just kind of really broke up their momentum a little bit but uh, yeah seeing Steven Gerrard at the back end of that match just sort of slumped in his chair I was really surprised that the, that, that kind of figure he cuts mm. um, when when it's not going all all Villa's way it's um it's really interesting thing for Newcastle it's similar to Everton isn't it you get the sense that they are just really having fun and mm. that they've suddenly really relaxed the shackles are off etc etc I think like you know I'm 
convinced Newcastle will stay up and it will be sooner oh, rather than later Mick. that they pull away from the from the, the drop zone. But like Keatler sells away from the side and keeps yeah. Big Dan B in, in centre back. Good God he was brilliant. B D B. Big Dan Burn, <laughs> my guy, who's now your guy. So good. Did well, didn't he? He's both of our guys, I On think. On his yeah, debut. Uh, what I loved about his whole performance yesterday was he's just so calming in that yeah. defence, isn't he? He just brings that well, he brings that presence, his six foot seven presence, you can't miss him. <laughs> Um, but he's just so calm on the ball. Yeah. And you can tell that just with him in that back line, everything just felt a lot safer. It mm. felt steadier. And you, what I also loved is that he was so happy to be playing. Yeah. He was just so buzzing about it. And like, you know, it's his boyhood club. It's a move that he probably one day hoped he would would get. And mm. now he's there. And Dream he, debut. It's just lovely. Yeah, it and really was, wasn't he's a, it? He's just a top boy. Top guy as well. Mm. Top boy. I need to say top, top boy. boy. He's a top boy. <laughs> top boy. But um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be really, really fun to play for Newcastle in the, in the near future. And that's sort of, you know, that is what the vibe of the club is about in the, in the, in the best days. I have of, my best fun when I've got loads of money in the they've bank. Been, well, yeah, not quite. <laughs> but they have been fun, haven't they? They've been about players like Alan St. Maximan. And, and like the, the, the ingredients for that are already there. It's, it's going to be. It is so interesting, like the, the psychological difference between now and even a few weeks ago. Honestly, it took me back to the noughties, carrying a Shaw Ramiobi up top. Beautiful. <laughs> mm. <laughs> few things just to bring you back down to earth, though. Right. Kieran Trippier might have broken his foot. Yeah, that's not <laughs> ideal, Well, we, I don't know if it's actually um, been released yet what the outcome of that hospital trip was, mm. but apparently he was seen left leaving on crutches which doesn't yeah, sound not too good he, he, he's really good but I, I do think him just being around the club helps mm. you know so maybe his radius of influence doesn't have to kind of start and end with everything he does on the pitch because the way that he kind of with the captain's armband and with Lascelles obviously I think he fell ill um, just before just before kickoff. Um, he's just such a calming influence and kind of like he looks, stares right in your soul and tells you what to do and stuff mm. like that and he's he's not a big guy either he's not like a, no. a physically God, impressive to Dan Byrne, he looked my height. It's like me telling, it's like me or you, Jules, telling people off. Like, you do that and you do that. I don't know, Vish is pretty scared of me when I tell you. <laughs> Vish is tiny as well. Isn't he? <laughs> tiny <laughs> little Vish. Um, Chris, um, Chris Wood as well, he's, yeah. he's not had the best time. He's had three fucking stinkers, Jules. Yeah. Say it how it is. Fantastic. I have never nice. seen, Newcastle have had some stinkers in their time, but this is wonderful. Like proper Amiobi, yes. He, he, he won a few aerial battles, which, I mean, you have to at that height but yeah he's how tall uh, is Chris Wood he, he's, he's quite tall isn't he 6'4 six, six six isn't he 6'4 yeah. I, I, I think he's 6'4 isn't he I thought six he was Chris Wood that's actually uh, yeah, he's pretty, quite, quite lanky yeah yeah, mm. yeah. we're googling it we're finding we're out how tall Chris Wood is the only trouble is when you put it into Wikipedia Jim meters. it comes up in metres bloody metres who, who the hell uses metres no one meters? wants to know how many metters tall someone it's not, is because yeah. it's not impressive being one metre or two metres it's not like unless you're three metres it's not impressive well according to Google and translating that it's uh, I gave you time there. 6.003937 feet. So oh, so, so six six I thought foot. he was six foot. I thought he was six four. Sorry. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there you go. I presume everyone over <laughs> my height is six foot. <laughs> um, and look, we talked about the, the day of love, haven't we, Pete? Hmm. And uh, it seems just appropriate while we're talking about Newcastle that we talk about the man who was born on the day of love. Kevin Keegan. Big yeah. Kevin Keegan. It's his 71st birthday today. Come on. Oh. Many happy returns, Keggy. What we love you. so typical, isn't it? What? Uh, it's his birthday, but he's also got to sort out Valentine's Day. Gift. <laughs> <laughs> the amount have of times to. we've forgotten that. Oh, God, can you imagine? I've set fire to the house. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> the, uh, that, I've seen they've moved because um, the Alan Shearer statue wasn't technically on Newcastle United property. So um, the, one of the first things they've applied to the council to move it onto Newcastle United property because oh. obviously Alan Shearer was frozen out of the club after he after he left and had a had a follow on. Did they what they moved the statue? I I believe the statue got installed possibly off I don't know but either way it wasn't on property. Ran on, off celebrating on Newcastle. <laughs> Newcastle <laughs> property. No, I'm in this. And, uh, and and now it's going to be moved onto Newcastle United property. So maybe a Kevin King's statue can't be far behind. Ah, oh, can we have That'd him like great. barbecuing meat? After yeah. his summer <laughs> yes, quotes summer from the mate, meat yeah. industry was. Did I tell you about the time that in Jamaica, uh, when I lived out there when I was a kid, uh, Kevin Keegan was at the breakfast buffet. Nice. Mm. Yeah, was my... he eating meat? Was he eating steak for breakfast, Probably. steak and eggs? I don't Probably. remember it, but my yeah. dad did go over and ask for a photograph. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Your dad, Stephen Gerrard. <laughs> my dad, Stephen Gerrard <laughs> and Kevin Keegan. Yeah, happy um, birthday, Kevin. There is... Yeah. There is absolutely no chance you're listening to this there's no <laughs> show on earth he avoids more but still. <laughs> um, elsewhere in the relegation picture the mighty seagulls beat Watford 2-0 mm. soz about that 
Um, they are 19th place. They haven't scored a goal under Roy Hodgson yet. He's had three games in charge. Mm. It started okay with that clean sheet against Burnley. And then it's all gone a little bit yeah, rubbish I mean, since then. You legit might have one or two games left. <laughs> this is Don't Watford. say that. <laughs> oh, I mean, we were just too good. And and you know what? What's what I think the probably the worst thing for Watford is that Brighton actually weren't even at their best. Like we were, no. we were all right. We were pretty good. Well, Lamptey was back from yeah. a, a pretty horrific, as hamstring injuries go, a pretty bad one. Um, and Watford's plan was just to kick the crap out of it. Yeah. Oh, he was like, you know what? I'll just tee Neil Mopay up with this yeah. lovely ball into the box. What a what, what a goal that was. <laughs> He's one of those players, Mopay, isn't he? Where he like will kind of underwhelm for a bit and then just score an absolute screamer. Mm. You know what? I, I feel like. Well, I feel he's on track to have his best goal-scoring season in the Premier League. He scored eight for us in the whole of last season. He's already at eight now. I think he scored ten in the season before that. And yeah, I, I feel like he does... It's hard for Brighton fans because obviously we always say, oh, you know, we'd love to have a top-class striker that can play in there with him. And obviously Danny Welbeck's great, but he can never stay fit for mm. a consistent run of games. And he's only just come into the side as well. But... With Neil Mopa, that means he then gets criticised because we create so many great opportunities. And as you say, sometimes it's like the easier ones that he tends to miss. And then he goes and scores these sublime goals like he did against Watford. But actually, his work rate goes so underappreciated. Mm. When he's not in the side, I think we miss him so much. Like he, the, the work he does off the ball, his movement is so impressive. He creates space for other players. And... Actually, I think he's one of those players that tends to get under the skin of opposition fans and players. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot a lot of people will call him a bit of a shithouser. And when he, when you've got a player like that in your team, you love it. When you're in opposition mm. to that, you hate it. Um, so I absolutely love him. I think he's just been really solid for us this season. And and, you know, that goal, which was a great finish, and then obviously Webster scoring the second, means Brighton are now on their best unbeaten run in the Premier League. Seven consecutive matches unbeaten, which is our a record for us. Um, so, I, I'm not trying to get too carried away here, but it is quite an exciting you're, time. Yeah, you're <laughs> quietly having a really, really strong season. Well, it's right? like I three guess, points mm. behind Spurs. I know they've got games in hand, but that's ridiculous for us. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, How one are in, we well, there? They've only got one game in hand, and that's yeah. against Man City. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'd get him over with um, goal difference after that, <laughs> you imagine? I mean, if we if we can even like you know finishing top half of the table this season would be unbelievable yeah. for mm. us, and I, I think we're on track for that. I guess you've been in the Premier League long enough now that you you do seem like part of the furniture, so it doesn't mm. seem that surprising. But you're not this mm. got this first season. You've not really flirted with relegation Every at all, right? Every single year we've been fighting to stay up, even when we've gone on good runs and kind of dr- like kind of been a bit above it we always seem to get dragged back into it you, towards the end yeah. of the campaign think, looking so. at like Forrest's performances and, and, and Brighton's uh, is there an argument to say that Christian should join your club and then leave it immediately <laughs> you, know, you, know, you get that yeah. you get that huge bounce <laughs> um, we'll see what happens but um, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty happy right now and by the way how cute was Graham Potter? He wore a suit and tie to the Watford game out of respect to Roy Hodgson. Oh, oh come on. It looked slightly it too big. Like, Did I imagine yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I got it off the peg boy. on the way. Yeah, oh, Boxy's exactly right. Just so cute. Um, <laughs> for Watford, though, are we worried? Do you think that... You, you said a minute ago, Jim, when we were talking about um, the other the other two sides, that you feel like it's them three that mm-hmm. are... Uh, yeah, I think they're toast. Any optimism for no, any Watford fans? I agree. They look well organised, but they just don't score enough goals. So, which well, is true for a lot of sides. To at be least um, Hodgson has been talking about Elton John. He had a phone call with him earlier mm-hmm. this week, which is one of the benefits when you go and manage Watford. You get to talk to the great man himself. <laughs> God, Elton John himself must be like this again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another, another fucking manager for me to talk to. <laughs> um, he said the word legend is used a little bit too often these days, but if you really want to talk about someone who is a legend, then Elton John would be one of few. He said the man is a legend. Mm. Nikita, sacrifice, don't let the sun go down on me as his favourite songs of Elton John. <laughs> Have you got a favourite? Um, oh, that's no. a no. <laughs> Candle in the wind, obviously. Jeez, you reckon? That one. Yeah, not not a fan. Personally. Are you not, a fan? You're not a yeah. fan of Elton nope. John? Uh, it's Are you one big drug? Just don't. 
I, it's, I don't like Queen, Eggs or Elton John and I just I just don't like those things and okay, it upsets everyone. Okay, hang on a minute, everyone. hang on a minute. He's eggs. tossing in Queen as well. What? Yeah. And, and eggs. eggs. Just, none of those things are for me. And eggs. What have you got wrong with eggs? Are you spooked out by them? Yeah, but think We've had this conversation so many times. They taste of egg. I know, it's so versatile. things. Like I like I like. Go to work on an egg, they say. That's why you're so ill-tempered all the time. I just. What about like the runny yolk dripping all over your toes? Yeah, I'm not loving that. I thought you were going to say toes then. I thought, you egg people are weird. What's your policy on frog spot? But look, if something else tastes of egg, everyone goes, oh. It tastes of egg. Why doesn't that apply to eggs? <laughs> no. All eggs taste no. of egg. No. Really? Do people say that? It, it sounds think, like Jim says it in a stand-up because that sounds like material, <laughs> mate. Smells like eggs. Smells yeah, like eggs smells you wouldn't like want. Yeah, they yeah, smell like eggs. Yeah. Well, smell and taste like are closely eggs. linked, aren't they? Eggs don't actually smell like eggs. Egg. don't really yeah. taste of anything. No, it's rotten, rotten eggs. eggs. But rotten anything smell stinks. smell or taste of anything. Yeah, exactly. And I'm the weird one. Rotten meat. Kevin Keegan's broken freezer. On that note, we'll take a break. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Major problems with it. For me, you're looking at that video. That cat hadn't done anything wrong. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Good God. Oh, my God. What a, what a quote. What a quote. Fantastic. Soonest, what are you doing? Oh. Uh. oh, God. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, guys. It is Monday, <laughs> and that means it's time to see how we got on in Betway's 4 to score. Uh, remember, entry to Betway's four to score is free. Each week, pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selective matches for your chance to win our weekly £50,000 jackpot. And make sure you make your selections and submit them before the first game. Terms and conditions do apply. Right, our first match to pick from this week was Burnley against Liverpool. And Marcus picked Mo Salah, which was a good shout. Mo Salah did start the game, but the result was Fabinho, who, by the way, just seems to keep scoring at the moment. Mm, yeah. Loves it. Um, Game two was Newcastle against Villa. Andy picked your boy, Average Allen, St. Maximin. And the result was, of course, Trips. Kieran Trippier with that free kick, which was deflected, but we'll give it to him. Mm. Um, Tottenham Wolves. Give it to Anthony Gordon. Yeah, Tottenham Wolves was the third game. I picked Harry Kane purely based on the fact that at the time I picked it, he was in my fantasy team and I captained him. By the time the deadline came around, I changed it. And Harry Kane no longer was in my team, which was a good call. Despite all that, Raul Jimenez scored first. So it didn't matter anyway. <laughs> um, and the final game was Leicester against the West Ham. And Luke picked Jared Bowen and spelt Jared wrong, by the way, when picking it. Uh, and the, the result was Jarrod Bowen, mm. spelt with an O, not an E. Um, so yeah, Jared Bowen scoring again. Luke was the only person that got it, got that one correct for us this week. So hopefully you guys did better. We'll be back for another round of four to score on the preview show this Friday. But now it is time for this. It's Kate, Jules, Jim or Vish, Marcus, Luke or Pete the Tit. Andy might just read up one in show at footballramble.com. Email show at footballramble.com. Sven. Got a cracking email uh, from Peter. Pete here. 
Lister and Pete the Pete the tit. He can he can also be a tit. Pete uh, the breast. Lister of uh, many years and shamefully only now emailing for the first time. Good to have you along, Peter. Um, but when I heard that our broth uh, that our broth got a mention last week, as a Scotsman, I felt compelled to let you know about the content goldmine you've been missing out on. Our broth manager, Dick Campbell. This man is nothing short of comedy gold. And mm. despite potentially getting the part-time club promoter to the top flight, his best moment this year will undoubtedly be the interview he gave this week, which really has it all. During it, he remembers the time he got a five-game suspension against Airdrie for not realising he had left his technical area. It wasn't until he got home when his wife told him he was actually in the opposition keeper's box shouting, you, you bandit! <laughs> wow! <laughs> <laughs> you, you bandit! When summoned to the oh SFA God. for a disciplinary hearing, he told the officials, if you think that's 50 yards, you can measure my carpets any day. <laughs> <laughs> to top it all off, he was also sent at the stands during the match where opposition fans started to throw pies at him, to which he proceeded to catch and munch every single last one of them. Yeah, fair play. Fantastic. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's little wonder why his Twitter page is dedicated to his gaffes and making the uh, and makes the fairy tale season the club is having all the more endearing. I'm confident this magnificent beast can yet join the ranks of Sven and Fizzer. Get him on the list he's already there for my money in the opposition yeah, already Peter there. Box, remonstrating with the goalkeeper you you bandit brilliant <laughs> your, your bandit is such a good it's insult good. it's great Scottish insults are the best in the world yes they are it's just mm. extra angry isn't it yeah. you bandit <laughs> you bandit you pure bandit you high women <laughs> I mean we've set the bar pretty high for emails this week uh, Peter thank you for that on a Monday what an email. Show yeah. at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble if you want to get anything into us um, for us to read out on the show. And also, don't forget, on Wednesday, Pep Talks is back. If you've got any dilemmas or problems that you'd like us to help out with, we are at your service. Affairs Please of do. the heart, the body, the soul. Oh. oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, get those into us. Um, right, let's talk a bit more about things further up the table because we've done the relegation picture. Spurs. For a bit. Uh, <laughs> Further up the table for a bit. Spurs. Spurs, Spurs, Spurs. Oh, I just keep Three saying league it. Games. You just keep saying that. <laughs> Three <laughs> league games in a row they have lost now. Mm. Um, they lost 2-0 to Wolves. We've spoken a lot about Wolves lately and how organised and like just good that they've On been. On like. you know, Yeah, they've been just one of the little surprise packages of they the have. season under Bruno Large. So congrats to them on another win. Jimenez and Zendonka on the score sheet. Both goals scored nice and early and it pretty much just absolutely ruined Tottenham, Jim. Yeah, I mean, well, they were really a bit sloppy, weren't they, with those, well, very sloppy with both those goals. Larice just a bit had of, a bit of a mare, didn't he? He did, a bit of bad ben luck. Ben Davies also has well. that in him. <laughs> but like, they had time to try and ch- turn turn that around. But the thing is, Wolves are, Wolves really know what they're doing, don't mm. they? They don't mm. concede many goals. It's very, very hard to score a goal against them. And they are quietly having a season that might well turn into if, their best in the Premier League. If, and if, given, they finished seventh a few times under under mm-hmm. Nuno, didn't they? So the transition has been brilliant. If really. they could get some more goals on their side, they could yeah. be a real force. Totally. They, just, they, they just need a bit of a run where all of their, 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 their strikers score. So. Well, Jimenez just hasn't been scoring since he's returned from that injury, mm. has he? And so great to see him back on the score sheet. And as you say, um, Pete, if they get some some more goals in their mm. side. I mean, they could they could actually genuinely be an an outside shout for top yeah, four. Absolutely. I mean, outside shout. Well, they're, they're two points behind Arsenal. Arsenal have a game in hand on them as well. And but Arsenal and Wolves play each other next week. So it is it's really tight in there. Mm. So you know, as, got, as, as you say, if they can well. add some goals, then yeah. that they are they're gonna be in that conversation for Is sure. Is that why Arsenal celebrated like they won the league against Wolves last week? <laughs> um, we, we celebrated like we got a, got three points after having a man sent off late on. So uh, yeah. Again. <laughs> Again. Yeah. But for for Tottenham though, um what's going on there? I mean, look, they were they were missing their 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 big Defender, Eric Dyer. They really <laughs> are, though. I mean, they genuinely are, which just sounds crazy to say that. But I think they did a stat on Match of the Day last night, if anyone watched it, um, where I think without Dyer, Hoiberg and someone else in the team, maybe it was, couldn't have been Winks. Maybe it was, I don't know. But without those three in the side, um, they concede every game right. with them in the team. They keep clean sheets. They just yeah. don't concede I'm, goals. So I mean, Bentancur was was decent, but he was the best of a bad bunch. You would probably say. And and Spurs don't create a lot of quality chances, but the chances they do create, they have to finish. And 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 they had their chances, I think. Um, but yeah, it's 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 
If I don't know what it is, but I, I can't imagine Conte will stand for this very much longer. Mm. But well, that's it's it. Just isn't a it? lot of individual mistakes that just need to not be in their game. They've got Man City next, as we touched on earlier. So that's obviously well, after that one. Then not, <laughs> yeah, not, not <laughs> ideal, is it? But yeah, I think this is the thing, isn't it? Conte will, Conte will force those those players to stop making those mistakes. Mm. Surely, surely, you get shouted at so much, he you fear is... that you you're having nightmares about mistakes. Maybe that makes you have mistakes, out. though. Maybe, maybe from players that I've worked with that have played under him, they said he's. Is frightening. Yeah. yeah. Frightening when you're on the back of a defeat. Um, and it's the first time since 2009 that Antonio Conte has lost three league matches in a row. And we've seen his reactions at the end of defeats. Um, it, he, he doesn't, he's not the sort of manager that ever really blames specific players, is he? No. He, he? He will, what we've seen of him at Tottenham so far is that he continually talks about the golfing quality and the fact that they're a long way off. And it was a, a similar thing once again, after this defeat, he said, um, a winning mentality, in my opinion, means that when you play, I'm ready to to kill you to live. That is the difference. And he said, you know, these players need to become killers. I mean, mm. that's pretty, it's a bit, a bit far. It's <laughs> a little bit much. <laughs> these three matches where they've not played very well. It's like a horror trilogy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he said there's a long path in front of us and, and they've got a long way to go. It just, it does feel like this Tottenham side, I mean, particularly the defence just... What is it? Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? How There's no identity to it, I don't but, think. But also, I mean, maybe I wasn't watching closely enough, but there didn't seem to be any, in, any indication before this run of games that they would they would just sort of drop off so dramatically. I mean, losing to Chelsea, there's not, not really much shame in that. Yeah. Um, but the Southampton game was was a bit silly, yes. essentially, mm. wasn't it? Yeah. I think maybe, I don't know, maybe it rocked their confidence. Um, and it's... I guess it's a confidence game, isn't it? And that that is one thing they're going to have to they're going to have to fix if they're they're still being rocked to a point from a, from a, a you know not unreasonable defeat where you might then go on a couple on a run of games where you you don't show the best of yourself. That is going to cost you come the end of the season. What did impress me about Tottenham though um, was was Antonio Conte's hair. Mm. He was wearing a cap during the game, and then when he did his post match interview, his hair wasn't just completely impeccable. Oh, mm. do you reckon he went and uh, he would never give it a little zhuzh up? If I wear a cap or a hat of any kind and I take it off, I've got hat hair. Yeah, what's he that? Like, have hat hair. I just have loads of like static in my yeah. hair. My hair yeah. goes off flat. I, I think though, if you're so Antonio perfect. Conte and you've, you've, your hair's messed up, you just go into the nearest room with a mirror, look at that mirror, stare at it intensely <laughs> and the hair just sort of sorts itself yeah. out from fear. <laughs> Apart from the Ben Davies or Harry Winks hair <laughs> follicles. How yeah. is a man with such beautiful blue eyes so frightening when you, he stares at you? It's because he's staring directly into your soul, isn't it? <laughs> he, he sees more than just what's in front of him. <laughs> so true. Um, well, look, it, it, it's it, it's a kind of curious situation, I think, with Spurs because I feel like, for me, at the end of the January transfer window, I would have had Spurs as my favourites to get into the top four because of, I mean, they didn't do loads of business, but... The they, business they did was good, The though. business they did was good. And when you looked at the other teams around them, they basically did fuck all. So it, you, do you know what I mean? And they've got an, so, an amazing manager. And, and that, exactly. that's the bottom line. So it does seem a little bit mm. odd now that they've sort of just fallen away. But I think that that fight for top four is going to go right to the end of the season. Yeah. And West Ham uh, saving a point in the last minute of their game at the King Power Stadium yesterday. It finished a two-all draw with Leicester. was kind of all part of that as well because they are putting in a real fight to get that fourth spot. Um mm. And and it it was a it's no surprise on both ends of that equaliser for West Ham because West Ham have been really good from set pieces. Leicester have been absolutely appalling from set pieces. That's their fourteenth they've conceded in the league this season, which is the worst in in the division. No surprise there, mm. and that's not including penalties, by the way. Right. Um, it was a bit of a controversial one. What did you think it was a handball or not? I personally think that it's a bit of a grey area. The fact that they changed this rule that it's, you know, it's the, if it's the T-shirt line. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what happens if it hits the edge of the T-shirt line? It's, yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? Which is kind of I what mean, it was on Dawson. Like, it is the rule, so it is a goal, but it is it is one of those weird ones where it's like, that, that is a person's arm. <laughs> like, yeah, they can't, can't deny that. And also, like... just, but if you wear an extra large T-shirt, mm. the sleeve is going to be longer. Yeah. If so, I was a... Could you wear shoulder pads with like big fists on them? <laughs> that would actually make your shirt higher, the sleeve. True. Yeah, so ride you, it up a bit You wouldn't more, want to yeah. do that. Maybe if you've got broader shoulders, you're at a yeah. disadvantage. Or maybe clubs will start put, like sewing them in, like sort of 80s <laughs> yeah. power suit yeah. kind of. But what about like players with the absolute massive guns? You know what I mean? Traore. Or baby doll, baby old up. Surely, 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 surely Antonio, his sleeves yeah. are up on, on his 
blimmin' shoulder line. Nightmare. Absolute yeah. nightmare. What are you doing? It's all about marginal gains. Pull them shirt sleeves <laughs> yeah. down for crying out loud. But I mean, Leicester, once again, you know, we, we talked at length, or the, or the team talked at length on Friday about them, but like, they, they just play this really high line with very slow defenders. And you're like, you, you either need to get the defenders off the treatment table that, that are able to um, play in this system, yeah. or you're going you're gonna to concede more than the 62 goals you've already mm. conceded this season, yeah, which is an insane crazy, amount of, of you, goals. You also, I mean, it's, maybe it's a bit of a reductive way to look at it, but you have to think where there's a situation where you are really, really sloppy like that from set pieces. There is some sort of systemic problem there where mm. you know that is something that surely every team practices on the training ground mm-hmm. you are you everyone should know what their jobs are in that situation it is it is part of the bread and butter yeah. really isn't it so yeah. something is obviously clearly wrong in terms of how everything's being communicated and how that squad is responding to the tactics if they are getting the basics as wrong as mm. that they've been trying though this is the thing is it's not as if Brendan Rodgers it's so obvious that set pieces have been a problem and they yeah. have been trying to change it they've gone from man marking to zonal marking it's still not made a difference they're still continuing Mm. to concede from set pieces and I've spoken to a few defenders that I've worked with at the Premier League over the last few weeks about Leicester and they've actually said to me that when when you're in a team and set pieces become such an issue mentally they've said to me it just gets in your head you almost like that because you know everyone's talking about the fact that you keep conceding from set pieces you instantly as soon as a there's a corner or a free kick you think oh shit like now we're going to have to defend this one and what if this goes in we're going to get hammered and, and presumably opposing teams decide to sort of go down a bit more easily because 100%. you're like well if we win a free kick we've always got a goal because we're in the reds there aren't they? yeah absolutely so I think it's probably more of a mental issue now it's mm. become more of a mental issue and that's a harder thing to fix for for, for Brendan Rodgers and his coaching staff because yeah. if they've tried zonal and they've tried man marking what what else can they try? Do you know what yeah. I mean? They've just got to like keep drumming it into them. And I think once they get through a couple of games where they maybe keep clean sheets and defend a few set pieces, it'll get a bit easier. But it does help having a consistent back line. And that's something that Leicester haven't had this yeah. season mm. either. There's injuries left, right and centre. James Justin went off again, which is so disappointing because he was, what, Leicester's player of the season a couple of years ago. And then yeah. he got that in, well, it was last year before he picked up that injury. He was in, like, in the England squad and whatnot. And it was just... Such a shame to see him go off injured after he's just returned. So I do feel for Leicester a bit. Um, they looked slightly better with Yuri Tillemans and Ndidi back in midfield, where Ndidi should be playing, not in not in defence. Um, and Tillemans back starting makes sense, but that situation with him is just odd. It just seems a yeah. bizarre situation it feels like at it's Leicester. All sort of falling apart a little bit, doesn't it? You wonder. Mm. Um, I don't. I, you wonder if Brendy will be around for too long. Mm. Mm. That's well. That's been a rumour for a while hasn't it that he's been well he was linked with Manchester United now he's being linked with them again apparently he's just bought a property um, in Cheshire 13 miles away from Old Trafford any, <laughs> is that, any is, coincidence is it that? the super Odin wingy <laughs> <laughs> You're only but, there once yeah, a just, week, so are you maximum just, well, so, so. <laughs> you need house up this way yeah, I mean, it's going to be a bit of a commute to Leicester from there, isn't it? Well, clearly he's, he's going moved, to take over at Old Trafford then, isn't he? He's it? moving in there. <laughs> the thing is, is um, there's been questions over whether... the Look, I think he's done wonderful things at Leicester. I mean, winning them the FA Cup, which mm-hmm. is a trophy they hadn't won before, is, is just amazing. Um, and, and that amongst other things. But there's been talks that because of the way this season has gone, that his stock has fallen ever so slightly and would he be the right fit for Man United now? Well, the problem is that this isn't the first time this has happened, is it? I mean, obviously, it was very different different as Celtic. And he, he dominated, and that sh- shouldn't be taken for granted. But mm. it is kind of kind of a different situation. This happened at Liverpool, didn't it? You know, mm. it, he the, the, promised a lot, and it just fell away. And, like, is that what Man United need now? I'd be, I'd be very genuinely very surprised if, the, if they went for him. And this house is almost certainly <laughs> just a coincidence, isn't I it? Wouldn't, I wouldn't put him on a long contract. <laughs> no. Because he, he does gas out after a couple of seasons. But he must be so frustrated by what he's getting from his squad at the moment. Mm. Because yeah. no one's going to be more aware of that than him. And no one's going to be more frustrated by that than mm. him. So uh, it does look a little bit like... <laughs> downed tools is the wrong wrong word. But there's clearly some just... They've misplaced they the tools. chaotic, don't yeah. they? As for Man United, I mean, they they need some stability and something steady. I think that's what they've actually probably been missing for Mm. a long time. It's like you look at their last three managers, I think, have all been actually initially appointed as interims. You have Ralph Rangnick until the end of the season, Michael Carrick, if that counts. And then uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was initially Mm. gave the job as 
just an interim basis. And one, I feel one like one of the richest clubs in the world. Yeah, it's <laughs> just no plan. Is another it? one-all draw at the mm. weekend against Southampton. It's the third game in a row where they're actually leading one-nil at half-time and end up drawing the game. Yeah, yeah. there's just it's just all over the shop there. And I think actually the the biggest thing they're missing is actually just some long term stability they yeah. haven't had it for such a long time and I wonder whether if if you know if these Brendan Rodgers rumours are true and that is where they end up going this summer maybe they just need something like that someone that's actually going to stick around but what, what they need is, is just something something new and different isn't it essentially they're trying to re- remould their identity in a way that is you know, very few clubs have ever been in a situation where you come off a, a legacy as successful as Sir Alex Ferguson's. It's whenever it's happened, it's always been difficult for people to replace. Um, and it's, I, it feels like that's still echoing, doesn't it? Mm. Like a lot, yeah. like the that's last a time, long shadow. Yeah, I mean, it was twenty thirteen, was it that he, yeah. he retired? So I mean, it's a long, long time ago, but it still feels like, you know, we're waiting for Man United to feel like themselves again. But um, the second, I don't, goal... I don't know where you start on 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 reinstating that because they've, they've tried ex players and and well, you know. The, you know, they tried Mourinho, sort of a guaranteed trophy winner, but, you know, for various reasons, it didn't really work out in the yeah. way they'd hope. Well, look, I mean, like, when you look at the second <clears throat> the second goal, the, the Southampton equaliser, it was just embarrassing how little Manchester mm. United pressed that ball and they just sort of waltzed through them. It's just it pretty, pretty awful. And actually, it wasn't the only opportunity Southampton had. I actually mm. thought they were, like, really good in that second half, Saints, and, and could have gone on to win the game. So it's a bizarre situation, isn't it? Um, I feel like... It's part of the reason why Cristiano Ronaldo was was brought in in, in this yeah. summer was actually to have that leadership that they've missed for a long time. To have that kind of, I, I guess, would you say stability with him? Maybe because he was at the club before for a long time and he's a legend. Um, but they just don't seem to have, it hasn't worked. Well, well, you expect kind of, he had a good time in Italy, you would say. But, you know, as discussed, it's it's a slower league. There's There's less pressure there. But the one thing Ronaldo always had was dedication, even when his body's failing, even when he hasn't got quite that pace. And he, and he certainly, I think, he's second bottom uh, in the league with, for, for pressing and stuff. So, like, he's he's clearly not the player that he was, but even his head's gone now. And that was the one thing you kind of had with him. Uh, no matter where his body was at, he, his dedication to the cause was, was just second to none. And now he's just he's just spitting the dummy out all the time and it's 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 not great to see. It's funny, it felt like it could have gone one or two ways couldn't yeah. it, when he joined because, I mean, they finished second last season. It's really easy to forget that and it looked like actually, you know, I mean, yeah. they finished a significant way behind Man City but you thought, can they kick on? And, and if they add, add goals and mm. Ronaldo guarantees goals, Sancho looked like something that would really, really help as well. Varane, I mean, at the start of the season, you could be forgiven for thinking they might ever, they oh, might yeah. even challenge here but mm. it's, they're nowhere near it. Absolutely nowhere near yeah. it. It's, and it, again, all of those signings on on paper make so much sense in terms of improving the team, and they and they haven't. It's, mm. it's like they're on a, it's like they're sort of walking up like a slippery hill. It's, I, don't, I don't know what you do about that. <laughs> Can't wait for Neil Mope to score against Man United tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, 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 knowing Mope as well, he'll go to the corner flag and do a shoo. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think actually they, they. That's part of the problem Man United have, isn't it? It's like. I, and it, it's similar to how it is with Arsenal as well. You get into this cycle sometimes. If you're a club where your status has slipped a little bit, you the reality of how you're performing in the league is that maybe you are around fifth or sixth or where, wherever, perhaps even in the, in the mid-table. So the, the bare facts of it are that that's the level that you're at. So you are going to you know, lose a game here, draw a game here that that is, you know, that Man City or Liverpool aren't. Mm. But your scalp is the same to the teams mm-hmm. that have beaten you or, yeah. or that have got that point. So it seems like a big deal and it seems like a crisis and it just becomes self-perpetuating. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Uh, and they're obviously going to be back in Champions League action uh, next week. It's not this week, their game. Um, but that'll be interesting to see. Um, meanwhile, outside of the Premier League, Chelsea would, you know, win another trophy. Yeah. Just mm. cracking on winning the Club World Cup. Um, it's the final piece of silverware in the Roman Abramovich puzzle I think you can say he's basically since he's taken over at Chelsea they have won every single trophy possible to them that is quite (laughs) phenomenal and Aspilicueta as their captain has lifted every single one of those as a player that is quite remarkable to say you've won absolutely everything everything. that's nuts it it? really really is is John Terry going to put it on the NFT (laughs) Get get in trouble for it but it was. Uh, it, 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 they've only got the um, in the club shop. They've only got the shirts with the 
with the badge. The, the you know the, Have the, they the really? World Club Cup uh, uh... winning badges is nice. But I mean, I, th- I thought um, I very much enjoyed Aspilicueta pretending to take the penalty, to take the pressure off Kai a little bit. <laughs> I thought it was a lovely touch. Yeah. Proper good stuff. That. I do. He's probably one of my favourite players to interview. Old Aspi. Yeah. yeah. He's such a nice bloke. Nice. Dave. Top top bloke, Dave. Um, <laughs> Thomas Tuchel managed to make it out there as well for it in the end. He had all these. Uh, troubles and he mm. kept testing positive for COVID even though he'd sort of gone past the isolation period mm. and stuff yeah. he was getting frustrated but he managed to get out there in time and uh, he said everyone is now jealous of Chelsea are we all, are we all jealous? <laughs> oh, we were jealous of Chelsea anyway weren't we? <laughs> was, he, was he getting the swab for the for the test just waving it at his face <laughs> that, and he's got your mouth no I'm fine I'm fine actually <laughs> You're going to be brought back down to earth yeah. when they come back to the Premier League and start drawing against we'll, Brighton. We'll pay. <laughs> yeah. Mope we'll, going to score in that one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Already, ha- already has. Well, Pulisic <laughs> yeah. might have found his position behind the striker in the middle. That, yeah. that was an interesting little change. He yeah. looked all right there, I thought. Yeah, it's, it does feel like Chelsea are still a work in progress, which yeah. is mad given they're the European and now world champions. But mm. you, you do feel there's more to come from this team mm. as well, which is yeah. really they've, annoying, actually. Yeah, <laughs> they've not been at their best at all this season, which is amazing considering where they are and they're still hanging on to that third spot in the Premier League um, and they'll be back in action this weekend against Crystal Palace. Um, right, that is all from us today. Uh, you go off and enjoy it. What are you doing for Valentine's Day, Jim? Just, don't know. Just a normal day, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's just all made up by the greeting card industry, isn't it? Blah, blah, et cetera. I'm, I'm one of those people. I like, um, there's Valentine's really Day joyless. on the 14th uh, in Japan where um, men get given, or, or, you know, I guess back in the day, men get women, uh, get, Women buy men. Women buy men. Women buy men presents. And uh-huh. then on White Day, a month later, so the 14th of uh, March, oh. uh, men have to return the favour. And then a month after that, in Korea, there's a thing called Black Day, where um, lonely uh, singletons go to restaurants and eat black um, noodles. <laughs> And remonstrate about their, their unlucky love life. No. Why is it take, why is it a three <laughs> why is there a three month period yeah. where you have to think about that? Yeah. I, some, I, I think it, we should celebrate a black noodles every Goss noodles. Every every yeah. depressing. Cool. Yeah. What the, have we got against noodles? I think the, one of the worst things about uh, Valentine's Day is um set menus. No one wants to eat a fucking set menu. I'm sorry. Just give me the normal fucking menu. <laughs> limited choice. Can you not just go off? I don't, yeah. want, I don't right. want to pick from two starters and three mains. Yeah. Why don't you give me a whole fucking menu? <laughs> I'm very did, angry about this. We went from here last week. I can't be also fourteenth. Fourteenth celebrations. Rubbish. <laughs> Load of rubbish. Oh, right. Should we go? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, boys. Uh, thanks to you guys for listening as well to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Tomorrow, Marcus Fish and Luca here. Make sure you join them then. Bye. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. 